But he's devout, he's interested, he's intrigued. He's kind and generous. He cares for those in need. He has a belief and a respect of the Jewish God, so much so that he's praying to him, following the Jewish pattern of prayer. He may not fully have known who he was praying to. In today's language, we describe him as a seeker, someone with a genuine, open interest. And here's the exciting bit. Look how God works. With that openness and that receptiveness and that making yourself available, God can come and speak to this wonderful man. People who are open to God are able to meet him, even if they don't fully understand who he is or have all the the Christian knowledge and understanding. Being open and receptive to God means that he can come. I mean, it's a fantastic example that, that David's already given us. So being open means that God can come. The barriers are down and God can come. Understanding can come later. And in some ways, our understanding of, of how people come to faith is changing too. That sense of of belonging, of sensing something, but not quite knowing what it is. And that's a change that we're having to think about in our, um, in our day and age. But this man, Cornelius, is open to God. He waits on him. He's receptive to his voice. And God is able to come and speak to him and work through him. He calls for Peter to come. And Peter is able to give him the understanding that he hasn't had up until now. And he's able to make that full commitment which leads to baptism. How exciting is that? On Tuesday night, I had the absolute joy and pleasure of baptising a young woman um, within the context of her home group. A woman that's met God, knows him, understands him, has encountered him in her life is getting the gaining and learning and understanding through her home group, but wanted to make that declaration of her own acceptance of Jesus in her life by being baptised. That's what it's all about. Accepting Jesus and being welcomed in and being baptised. And that's where our chapter ends with Cornelius being baptised and inviting Peter to stay, because he probably was a lot more questions a lifetime worth of questions to glean more and more understanding. So Cornelius' journey goes from openness of not perhaps fully understanding to being willing to explore further, to gaining deeper understanding and to acknowledging that by saying, this is my faith and I will be baptised. And the Holy Spirit came upon him and the others around him And they were able to speak in tongues and different languages. Takes us back to Pentecost. So what does it look like when the Holy Spirit moves in a church? Barriers come down. Through the power of the Spirit, these two men come together. Cornelius with his deeper understanding and Peter with his massive challenge of what this new faith is now all about. Because the bigger journey for him has not been about food, It's been about understanding who can receive God's grace and mercy. No longer is it confined to the Jewish people. It is for all. 
And Peter probably got that because Jesus has said this time and time again. Go out into the world and make disciples to Judea, to, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The change here is that Peter is now realising that people don't have to become Jewish before they become Christian. That is the radical change. And as a Jewish man, with all this deep ingrained following of the Jewish life, that is tremendous shift for him. Cornelius doesn't have to become Jewish in order to follow Jesus. Up until now, Peter couldn't have gone to Cornelius' house because Cornelius is a Gentile. And by entering into his house, that would make Peter unclean. Peter's already started on that journey. He's staying with a tanner, a dealer in dead skins. And he, wel- he is welcomed into Cornelius' house. Cornelius must have noticed that as Peter stood on the door. Would he come in? Would he step over the threshold? Would there be that change? And when he does, Cornelius must really realise that God is doing an amazing work because the barriers have come down. And all can encounter Jesus as they are, not through the Jewish way. The message of salvation is for all, as they are. Cornelius was accepted as he was. He needed to make that commitment for himself, but as he is, the transformation then happens in his life with repentance, forgiveness, and we know that in our Christian lives we continue to change and be transformed and moulded into the person God has made us to be. But we come as we are, we meet Jesus, and then the transformation takes place. That is the radical discovery for Peter. That you don't have to become Jewish. And those barriers of clean and unclean, of people that were in and people that were out, have gone. Jesus comes to us all as we are. We accept him. And then the transformation takes place in our lives. If Peter had any doubts... That passage at the end, the verses at the end, while Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers, i.e. the Jewish people who'd come with Peter, were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. If God has welcomed and accepted these people and treated them the same way as the Jewish brethren, How could the church say there's any difference? If you needed evidence, it is there for itself. God worked equally with the different groups of people. So two men, each open to God, each willing to be challenged, transformed, puzzled, intrigued, by the Holy Spirit, which allowed barriers to come down and to see a new way of being church. What does it look like when the Holy Spirit moves in a church? 
we ask questions because sometimes the Holy Spirit disturbs us and challenges us. And sometimes we get different insights and new insights which may not match up to where we've been before. But if we're open to God, we want to be challenged because it leads us onto a different place, a better place, where we are able to do more because of who God is and what he is doing amongst us. It helps us see that being open to God allows him to come and minister through us, whether we know God or whether we don't. I was reading an article about Alpha, and Nicky Gumbel was saying that he's been running Alpha for 30 years or so. And 30 years ago, the easy session was the one on the Bible, because people wanted to understand truth. And what did the Bible say? The difficult session was the one on prayer. He said that's completely changed 30 years later. The hardest one is the one on the Bible, because a lot of society struggle with the ideas of truth. The easy one is the one on prayer. Because there's a spirituality amongst our generation that is intrigued and open. If that is the case, then we have people living around us who are aware of a spiritual side to them and are open to that. How exciting is that? Because God can come in. And we need to be aware and open to help with a follow-up understanding and fitting it into the context of faith. But if that is true, that people are far more open spiritually, which I think is true, and we see it in children, we lose it when we get to adults, but we see it in children, an instinctive, natural openness, God is able to come in and work. So we should be feeling out, you know, putting our feelers out as we're out and about. Who do we think that we know that has that openness, that we can help to take them further and deeper into insight and understanding. Being open to the working of the Spirit brings opportunities for transformation. As people, to hone us, to take away the sharp edges, to make us more into God's people. And as a church, to allow us to work more and more in following the ministry of Jesus. I've been challenged this week over this sermon. It isn't an easy place to be, being challenged. It's uncomfortable. It raises questions. And I guess I've put two and two together and thought, why why am I struggling with this? Because I think it's speaking about, about where we are also as a church. Today is our gift day. We are open to God to ask him, what would you have us do with the ministry in your place? The gift day might be about a means of buying a property, but actually it's about ministry. It's about us saying, how can we have the ministry that God is calling us to be involved in, in this place? And it's about staffing issues. But it's about saying to God, what would you have us do? Where would you have us be? Who would you have us monks about? And how is all that going to fit together? And that's where I get panicky. How does it all fit together? I'm happy with the big questions. But actually, how does it all fit together? And some of you will have questions. How is all this going to fit together? And I stand here saying, I don't really know how it's all going to fit together. 
But I think what I've come to at the end of of working through this sermon is to say that is okay. We have loose ends. Peter would still have had questions, but what about this God? But you said this, is that no longer the case? We trust as a church that God is saying something to us about our ministry. And that's the thing I want to emphasise. He wants us to take the good news to others who don't yet know. And we know the opportunities that exist. There is no end of things that we could be involved in. We already have lots of young people as part of our fellowship. And we could have more. Families, involvement with the school, more involvement with our local communities, engaging with the seniors. So many opportunities. And we're saying to God, how can we do more of this? What are you calling us to do? And we're pushing a door and saying, it looks as if here's a way in which we could have some more substantial resource to be involved hands-on. Not that that means that none of us do anything else ever again. But having a focus that allows us to create more ministry opportunities. And so today is a beginning to push that door and say, God, if you are at work in this, you will continue to make it clear So today is a beginning of more exploration, of more searching, of more being open to what God is saying. When the PCC meets in a couple of weeks' time, I would be shocked if we had everything tied up neatly and said, that's it, done and dusted, we know what we're doing. Because actually we will grow more if we say we don't know what we're doing. And actually we need to spend the whole of the PCC in church praying. Because then God will speak to us. What does it look like when the Holy Spirit is at work in a church? We know our inadequacies. We know we need to hear God. And we want to do that. May we be a church that is willing to be open and receptive despite the challenges to the power of the Holy Spirit amongst us. Amen.